Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 112, coming to you live from a garage. <laughs> We've lost our privileges at the bar, temporarily. Got kicked out. But How many we're... great things start in a garage? Exactly. You got your Apple, your probably the Ramones or something. Yeah. That's it. I feel like Molly Crew was in like a living room, if that movie is correct. Probably not, but yeah, like we've garage. spent some time in a living room before. So. Yeah, and uh, but okay, let's uh, let's back it up for a second. I am Sean. Joined with me, we have the Ramones off-road Andy. Thank you. I'm not an official member, but <laughs> not even alive when mm. I think they were. And fresh from stagecoach, Tony the Pony Cats. Yes, here I am. So make sure you hit that subscribe button, share with a friend. We're now on Spotify. If you're listening, welcome on Spotify, you first timers. Make sure you uh, follow us, please. Can we get on like a playlist? I don't that know works. if they do it. I don't. I never did the Spotify's podcast. Freshest on podcast Spotify. of the week, and we're on it. I was a Spotify er from the start when you had to be invited. Yeah. I always thought that was cool, uh, but I'm no longer on Spotify. Uh, but anyway, this is the sports podcast. Make sure you check out Entertainment Podcast after this. You're going to enjoy it. But uh, let's talk some sports. What do you say? Yeah, that's what I'm here to do, and that's what we're going to do right now, starting with the NFL draft. It just happened whoop, whoop. last Thursday, first round. Then we got second and third on, yep. on Friday, and then finishing up with the rounds you don't really need to pay attention too much to because those guys uh, often aren't anybody. They never really make it. But sometimes, but there's always that gem. There's a, yeah, you know, like the Steelers got, a I think, a fifth rounder, a fifth round wide receiver a few years back, and... Uh, yeah, he's now they converted him into a third round pick. So yeah, then yeah, that's how it works. But uh, anyway, I mean the first pick went as we all expected, Kyler Murray. I, I said on this podcast last week, I think they're still gonna take Bosa. Well, and I was wrong. As I should, okay, then not maybe as we all expected, but as a lot of people expected. Yeah, Murray went one, and then Bosa did go two immediately, which I think people probably would say is the, was the best first pick, probably first couple picks was Bosa. Yeah, so. Niners got lucky there, strengthening that defense. And then uh, that – what's his name? The big guy from Alabama went third to the Quinn, Jets. Quinnen Williams. And then the Raiders, I think, kind of surprised some people with their pick. Yeah, so this Which guy – Which do, they do often. So this guy was Mel Kuyper's last pick in the first round. <laughs> in, the, like, the mock draft he released right before the draft. So, I mean, I don't know. You, you want to take the guys that you, you want, and I think people felt like – it wasn't like a great draft, so the, the difference between the third or fourth best player and the thirtieth player wasn't like a huge gap. But it's still like you could have you could have traded, and they said they tried, and no one no one wanted to move. So up. here's the other thing, though, is because uh, I've I know some people that are big Raider fans. A buddy of mine's a big Raider guy, follows all their little stuff on Instagram and stuff, and said that apparently it looked like Gruden he was picking a lot of guys he liked these certain guys that had like certain character. Like obviously they're yeah. good players too, but it's like, I think they said that John Gruden had said like, he thought this guy out of all the guys they saw, like had the best character. And it was like, you look at his history, his, both his parents were veterans or are veterans. Both were in the served in the military. His dad passed away a few years ago. He's a just an all around good person. I think Gruden's trying to like change kind of the name of the Raiders. Like, you know, Raiders are always known for these guys that are, you know, they always get the most penalties. They got guys off the field doing, some bad things or whatever. They just got that reputation. So I think he's kind of, you know, trying to get some, obviously some good guys, but also some guys with some, some character. 
Yeah, he's a national champion. He's a for the record, it's Clellan Farrell. Yes, from yeah, we, we um, this guy does have a name. Yeah, he was actually considered the third best player on that defensive line. That's what was. And I think, crazy. if I'm not mistaken, their entire defensive line got drafted, right? Yeah, they had three, three first-round picks. Jesus, so, um, that just tells you how great that defense was last year, and that's why they were champions. Yeah. But I think, uh, do you think Gruden, like, takes, like, all the prospects out to, like, a Buffalo Wild Wings? And be like, so, you can eat 35 wings, which a little is more than me. Quick note on the first round that I thought was interesting. Two tight ends went before a receiver or running back went. Yeah, and they're both from the same school. Yeah, that is insane yeah. to me. Iowa is like tight end university now. Oh yeah, because they had Kittle too. So yeah, they're uh, yeah. That was just crazy to me. The first running back was uh, Jacobs from Alabama. Yeah, so that was uh, and he also went to the Raiders. Everyone, 20th, everyone I knew it was gonna happen because uh, Marshawn Lynch did formally retire. Yes. So everyone knew they they needed a back, and you know that it was the best guy available. Yeah. The Raiders had three first rounders to to burn, so it's not not the worst pick. You know, I don't I don't love taking running backs that early yeah but and uh i mean we'll get when we get to the later rounds uh i think one team actually got a decent running back a little late okay well let's we'll stick get there. with the, let's stick with the first round but speaking of my team made a big jump and the, they were the first team to do a trade in the draft i believe yeah the only team to move up into the top 15 at all yeah they went from 20th to 10th and got an inside linebacker by the name of devin bush from the university of michigan and I'll tell you what, I, I enjoy it. I like it. You know, they obviously need to some, replace some linebackers. Shazier will uh, never play again. And he's, I mean, the guy's lucky to even be walking. So playing's out of the picture ever again for him. So it's like they needed to strengthen that defense. And I actually thought they did a good job with it. They did draft some other good picks that I can get into a little later. But they, uh, that was just a pretty bold move. The Steelers, they're always, they always draft well. And they saw an opportunity there, saw what they wanted, and didn't want to wait and jumped 10 spots, giving up obviously their 20th pick, and then they gave up their second-round pick, which was 54th overall, I believe. And then I think they're giving up, like, next year's third-round pick or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, you know, I think those, it those was something. crazy when you start. Yeah, it was something like that. Like we saw with, like, I think the Vikings kept trading back. Like, I think it was their second-rounder. They just kept trading back, 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 and eventually ended up with, like, six extra pick or, picks or something. So some of that stuff is just crazy. But, but yeah, yeah. Um, so also in that early picks, a big surprise to some is the Giants took, with the number six overall pick, Daniel Jones from Duke. So not a big name quarterback. He was, you oh, know, yeah. some, some people had him like totally rising up that, that, oh, this guy's going to be pretty good. But some other people like, this is a backup. This guy just doesn't have the talent. He might be smart. He went to Duke, but he's never going to have the talent to be a real starter. And the, the Giants just, they... That so was their guy, and that's who they went the with. The interesting thing is, too, is, like, I know a lot of people don't – it's funny because I think I was even uh, at a place that night, Thursday night, and I remember they were showing it on TV, and someone was even like, who the hell's Daniel Jones? And it's funny because, I mean, I I mean, being the gambler I am, I've watched a good amount of sports games, all sorts of games, and I've bet on a handful of Duke games, and there's been some Duke games. I remember I think one of them was last year that I actually watched the uh, – like, I had watched the entire game. I was at home. I was actually – I'm pretty sure – side note, I was nursing a hangover, I think, that day. Good but uh, <laughs> I was watching Daniel Jones, and that guy does have a good arm. And he's uh, – but I think just a lot of people don't really know about him because you don't watch Duke football. When you think Duke, you think basketball. They've, they've had a decent run last uh, – No, I know that, but I'm just saying the average person doesn't watch when You're not seeing Duke on Channel 7 on Saturday night. Yeah. 
So that's what I'm getting at is you don't see a lot of Duke games on big TV, on big stations. You have to usually find it on like ESPNU or, you know, something like that. Like Fox Sports West, I feel like sometimes they'll throw random like ACC games on there. So it's just a lot of people don't know him, but I mean, hopefully he pans out. I mean, let's not forget the Knicks booed when they drafted Porzingis. Yeah. Well, I think, I think it was more that, um, they wanted Haskins. Well, just that there, yeah, there are other quarterbacks on the board that were higher rated. And then also do you have to take this guy with that high of a pick? Like, I think that was one of the stories of the night is like, you couldn't find anyone to trade up. Um, I know some people were, were trying to get Washington to trade up, um, to get their guy. Cause they, they really wanted Haskins. They said, uh, Jay Gruden was very impressed with him and promised him, if you're available, we'll go, we'll draft you. Um, Washington didn't make a move. They stayed at, I think, 15. So and it ended they, up working out great for Washington. They ended up still being able to get Haskins. So, um, so you see, look at uh, the Giants. Why did why do they need to grab Daniel Jones at number six when they also yeah. had a number 17 pick? And it's just draft? so funny because here we are saying that when, and this is almost the exact same thing people were saying last year when Mayfield was drafted one. Like, oh, why did you need to get Baker so early? You could have gotten him later in the round. Yeah, but I, I don't know so much about that one. No, I think a lot of people I think, really I think, were. I think most draft guys had Darnold being the better prospect. And maybe but I think a lot down. of people were thinking that the Browns could have drafted Barkley, right? Or was that last year? Yeah. Yeah. They could have drafted Barkley and then still gotten Mayfield. Because remember, the Browns Probably. had two pretty early picks. Yeah. Well, the Browns, I think they, lo- they like what they got. So. Oh, I mean, yeah, no, but I'm just saying at the time. I mean, we know this now, so it's hard to look back and say all that with conviction. But it's like at the time, a lot of people really were saying, why did you get Mayfield? Then you could have probably gotten him in a. Your next yeah, because like the Jets and Giants picked the next the next two picks, um, and I don't know if either of them would have taken. No, I don't think so. I think the Jets were set on yeah either Darnold or Rosen. So the the Giants, you know, if Barkley was taken, would they have gone with a quarterback and taken Darnold, and then the Jets would have been there to possibly take. Yeah, but I, so I don't you know. never know. You never yeah, know. You, you take those risks if you're just trying to get if you're not focused on one player, and I think it's a lot of. A lot of the uh, teams take that strategy. Don't don't fall in love with a player. Just kind of let it uh, come to you. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, in the, the Giants said they had that number 17 pick because of um, the Odell Beckham trade. So, they ended up with a few extra picks there. And they ended up taking a guy who, another, just like the Raiders, another Clemson defensive lineman who some people thought you could find uh, a little bit later in the draft. But, like I said, that. People didn't think this draft was, you know, that wasn't a lot of separation. So, like, a guy you find at 16 is not necessarily that much better than the guy you're going to find at 26. So, Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what were the – any other later on picks or anything that uh, yeah, I think some of the, surprised you? I mean, I, I, you, you, I was busy all weekend, so I didn't really get to see which – Yeah, I watched uh, most, most of the so – I, I would like to hear from you who you thought were, like – the surprising picks or like who you thought had, what teams had good drafts, what teams had bad drafts. Cause there's always that one or two teams that are like, Oh, they had an amazing draft. Then that one or two teams, like what were they thinking? Yeah. So I think the Raiders are one of those. What were you thinking teams? Yeah, I think that's just how uh, the Raiders the are. Falcons took a guy, I think with their 14th pick who yeah, was like a second round Boston college, right. Or something. I can't remember exactly, but some linemen, but it's like, they really like that lineman. And I mean, you never really know these, you could have these, the experts, the Mel Kiper types. Oh yeah. And then someone else's, wildly different evaluation and who's to say who's going to be right sometimes like they said uh the cowboys when they took travis frederick that he was like a third round prospect and he turned out to be you know a pro bowler every year and the cowboys were mocked that year and 
well, they turned out right. But yeah, um, the first the first receiver to actually get drafted was uh, Marquise Brown out of Oklahoma, Antonio's cousin. Um, he's going to the Ravens, and people really love that pick because you know Lamar Jackson needs some help. I don't know if he's going to be able. To. I was just going to say my only problem is Lamar Jackson being able to get him the ball. So the thing with with they're showing Brown's highlights, a lot of like deep, just go routes. Oh yeah. Um, that's not going to work in the NFL. It's also not going to work with Lamar Jackson as so, a quarterback. I, well, I think Lamar Jackson can throw the ball downfield. The problem is how Brown's going to be effective is crossing patterns and being stuff get, getting them the ball on a full sprint. And that requires accuracy that yeah. I don't think Lamar Jackson has. And that's what I mean. Yeah, I should I should have so. backed up there. Lamar Jackson has a good arm. It's the accuracy part. Yeah. I mean, he throws at your feet a lot and stuff like that. So the Ravens, I think, are in trouble, which I'm happy about because I'm a Steelers fan, obviously. But they, uh, I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, Lamar Jackson, you know, he's got a full another year. He's obviously going to work on stuff because, you know, this time last year he didn't even know he was going to be a the starter for the Ravens. You know, they still have yeah. Flacco. And now he is there main guy so i imagine this year especially you know you get to see your film you get to know what you work on the coaches see it and stuff and i expect he will have a better year throwing the ball i'm not i don't know about in general because maybe some teams will figure some things out but i think he'll definitely have a better year throwing the ball but i mean i think it helps to have a potential weapon like that because you know they did just also get mark ingram who will help a lot yeah you you think they're gonna spend the whole offseason making sure they have something that works for him because they, they have to know that he has limitations. So hopefully they have, for their sake, they have some good offensive coaches there. Um, but then the, the next wide receiver to go off the board, uh, the New England Patriots took a wide receiver in the first yes. round for the first time in Bill Belichick's tenure there. Uh, so with the last pick in the first round, they drafted uh, Nikhil Harry from Arizona State. He's a, a big receiver. I think that's a, a good pick for them because they, they really – Without Gronkowski now, they really uh, are struggling for receiving talent. If they're, yeah, they're not gonna... without Gronkowski, and then they also lost. Was it Hogan? Yeah, but I mean he was pretty bad know, but... for them last year. But I so... mean, my point is he's losing targets. Yeah, they don't have a lot. A lot of people to catch the and ball, and he's not so... getting younger. So he's really a guy to watch in uh, fantasy. Now, now I know Belichick's kind of can be old-fashioned, and I wouldn't be surprised. It's like he doesn't even play at all. <laughs> But I could also see that him putting up like 800 yards. And if I'm not mistaken, they got a running back too, right? Was it from Alabama? I the other guy. Yeah, no, they got a running back. I can't remember who it was. But Hold on, he'll help in the in the passing game as a you know another. But my also guy. my thing with that is they're so good at making random running backs score like 12 touchdowns because yeah. they give it to him at like the one or whatever like that. So it's we'll see. I mean, the Patriots had a lot of picks this year, which is always scary because that team is already so good, and then. They get all these picks. Yep. That's the beauty of uh, working in a garage if they pick that up. Yeah, with, there was uh, a car. Yeah, if uh, there's a car starting right behind us. These are just the struggles until we get into a... We're uh, we're a couple weeks out from that office. Yeah, and it's going to be really nice once we do. So just bear with us through these and times, you if you what? even heard that. Uh, exactly. They probably didn't. But I'm, uh, I'm not going to be surprised if the garage actually opens. <laughs> yeah. Because this is the common passage. I, we rarely use the front door. We'll see. All right. Well, if it does, it'll be uh, exciting. A we might guest. have a special guest. What'll the be exciting that, is, let me just ask really quick, which garage would I was just gonna, uh, <laughs> what I was going to say is, I usually use the middle. Okay, so the reason we say that, people, is this is one of those three-car garages, and Andy and I are sitting in chairs that are directly in 
It's like that person won a prize. Like the uh, middle garage. <laughs> so if that opens up, it's going to be hilarious. The funny thing is, I know the codes for garage, I guess we'll call it two and three. I don't even know it for one, which is the only open one now. Because it's a be different exciting. code for each also, garage Also, I don't know if we're – do we know who left? Yeah, that would be uh, the uh, father of the executive producer. Oh, there's a good chance one of these garages might be opening. Because yeah. he did just come in through the garage. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, then he also knows we're in here, though, so... Well, who knows? Just stay stay tuned. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Fun. Exactly. Maybe so, we get him a quick question when he comes in. Oh, yeah, that actually would be great entertainment. All right. Yeah, I think he'd enjoy that, too. Get back on track here. Okay, yeah, so I was looking, actually, for the name of oh, the, the running back? back that the Patriots drafted, and it was Damian Harris from Alabama. Isn't he on the Chiefs? I don't know. They all have the names are all so Andy. similar. He does not. He is not yeah. on the Chiefs. Okay, here's here's a good name thing. Um, we forgot about this pick. One of the better picks in the first round. The Jaguars got Josh Allen with the number seven pick. Oh yes. Last year, the number seven pick in the draft was Josh Allen. The other thing about so. that is, is I think teams messed up not getting him because he is great. And then it's like yeah. I even said it when whoever went like five, four actually. I think the Raiders, but then whoever went five didn't get him. And I remember saying to myself, "Oh my gosh." Because I knew the Giants were coming up and knew they needed a quarterback. I was like, he's going to fall to Jacksonville and just make that young defense even better. And sure enough, he just did. So a Jaguar defense might be getting back to their scariness, if you will. And then uh, Big Dick Nick is their quarterback now. So who knows? Maybe the yeah. Jaguars, might they might be a good pick to win that division again this year. Or to win that division. Sh- they didn't win it last year. but Yeah. Well, the Colts, the Colts had a nice draft. Um, everyone said that they and just Andrew did. Luck, I feel like is just getting better. So they had, yeah, they had some nice picks. So you know, they're they're gonna be there. They won it last year. Um, the story with Josh Allen and why the Raiders passed on him. Some speculation is that um, his his agent is also Cleo Mack's agent, and they don't want to deal with that guy again. I think it'll be a, a nightmare, which is a kind of kind of bad if you're trying to. Uh, you know, win the NFL and you uh, can't take players who use a certain agent. It's not a way uh, to uh, have a winning football program there. So uh, John Gruden's got to apologize, send him a, a nice Corona over, and uh, say, like, okay, let's let's start over because whoever this agent is knows how to uh, sign good pass rushers, and that's something that's important in this league. But um, should we just get into our teams now? Yeah. I think we covered the first round. I'll go first because I think you'll probably go into more depth because you saw it. Yeah. So uh, I did enjoy the Steelers picking uh, inside linebacker from Michigan, Devin Bush. I think he'll be uh, a good pick from him. And also they had such a good defense that uh, I just enjoy that pick a lot. And then the one I – two other picks that I really liked. I mean, I always like them getting defense. You know, they were able to get a defensive back from Michigan State, Justin Lane. But then – yeah, what he I, was uh, projected to be, like, second round. So yeah, so that's value. a steal. But what I also really like is I always say this. I've been saying it the whole time. Even when they lost Brown, I was like, this team just finds good receivers in the middle rounds, like third, fourth round. And I really like that Deontay Johnson guy. I actually, again, watched a lot of Toledo games over the last couple of years because Toledo is one of those teams that I, I bet on a lot because a lot of people like to bet on the Mac games because <sighs> – bless you. Thank you. Because they're more high-scoring – and they're the games that come like October, November. They're on on a random Tuesday and Wednesday. So people, you know, whoever's watching those games, unless you like went to those school, 
you're probably betting on the game. So I uh, bet on a handful of them, and that receiver, he's this big, tall receiver on uh, Toledo who's uh, got great hands. He's a great receiver, so I'm excited to see if he does anything. And then the pick I really enjoyed was when they got Benny Snell Jr. from Kentucky. Okay. I liked it. He had a good year for Kentucky. What does he play? Running back. Okay. I know they have James Conner, Andy, but you need backups. Yeah, you always need to. And there's no and the, the guys that come in after him. Plus, James Conner already got hurt last year a little yeah. bit. Running back's the one position where people can get banged up a lot. Like even if you only miss like two or three weeks, it's like a, it's good to have a backup. And you can't have the guy get. I mean, Le'Veon Bell was able to handle a big workload of having like 30 touches a game, but I don't know if that's what they're wanting to do with James Conner. And Benny Snell is a good weapon to have. You know, bring him in on third downs and stuff, or just to give Conner a breather. So. I'm excited for it. It's always good to have multiple things. I mean, the Chargers, you know, towards the end of the year, it looked like they had a couple of good running back weapons. Yeah, and when very he, few teams, you know, go with really one guy. Even uh, you saw the Rams took. Um, yeah. I'm blanking on his name, but. Um, C.J. Johnson. C.J. What? what? They let Anderson go. C.J. Anderson. Wow. Who's um, they drafted? I think it was worth their first their first pick a running back, and I'm blanking on. Oh who yeah, I, I remember he that was, too. Let's find but, out. But um. You know, some of that could help Todd Gurley out. Some people were thinking, oh, Todd Gurley still hurts. Oh, Daryl Henderson yeah. from Memphis. That guy was a monster. I think he actually led the college in rushing yards last season. That could be true. Yeah, don't quote me on that. I don't but... know a ton about co- the college stats. Not a college football expert by any means. I do watch a bit of it. I could start to pay attention to these players uh, when they get drafted in the NFL. Um, but, yeah, so I don't know if the Rams – Gurley is actually hurt, but the Rams need a second back anyways. So I wouldn't read too much into that for some of our, our Rams fans here. Of course, the Ram- the reason the Rams don't have picks is they kept trading for guys like Marcus Peters and uh, Brandon Cooks and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think they, they actually did have a first-round pick this year, but they traded down. Okay. And that's what happens. A lot of those... A lot of the teams that pick in the um, late first round, they like to move out of it into like early second and then pick up an extra few picks. So you'll see that a lot. That's why the Patriots always have like 45 picks because they're always picking (laughs) near the end and they just like, well, we'll trade the 30th pick for the 37th in an extra third or something. So. Um, All right. Well, I mean, that's pretty much sums up the picks. I mean, the main picks that I – Liked. I thought the Steelers overall had a good draft. I even looked up draft grades and it gave the Steelers an A minus. So they thought that yeah, some well, of the think, experts thought they had an overall good draft. Yeah, I think uh, everyone knows they got a impact player with a uh, Bush. That he was kind of the last of like the big the big names there. The guy you kind of know is going to be good. I mean, there's no guarantees in the NFL, but that's a guy you can start from day one and you know help chase people over the, around the field. All right, so for my team. We did not have the 20th pick. We did not trade up at all. We stayed with the uh, the number 28 pick. And with that pick, they drafted Jerry Tillery from Notre Dame, a uh, interior defensive lineman who can really rush the passer, which is something the Chargers haven't had in years. They've always focused on the edge rushers. And it can be frustrating when you have those two guys come wide and then the quarterback just steps up and finds someone pretty easily. And now they actually have someone to, like, push the pocket um he's not exactly the guy i wanted i wonder if if other players were available like dexter lawrence a, a bigger defensive lineman if that's where they would pick because 
the last time the Chargers played, they got totally ran over by the Patriots' offensive line. And so they really needed... Oh, yeah, that was bad. They needed something up the middle to help, you know, stop the run, and they didn't... That's not what they went for. They went for someone to disrupt the pocket a bit more. So, I mean, I'm excited about that because they haven't had that, but also disappointed that I don't think they filled their biggest need. They also didn't take a um, offensive lineman until their third-round pick, who is um, Trey Pipkins from the University of Sioux Falls. So if you're saying, like, what the fuck, that's exactly the right reaction. Yep. Um, he is a project. He is a guy from nowhere who doesn't have a lot of experience playing football, played against no-name, like, basically high-school-level talent, but he's really big and long and has potential, which means he's not going to help the team at all next year. He's kind of a, let's call him an Antetokounmpo type. Oh, wow. You so. know, raw, very raw. But uh, going back to who they got with their second pick, Nasir Adderley from Delaware. And uh, Delaware's put some guys in the NFL, including Joe Flacco. Um, not a big school, but uh, this guy, some ranked as the uh, best free safety in the draft. And the, the Chargers were lucky, lucky to, to find him there. Um, he's, a, he's a playmaker. Um, he'll get some interceptions. And it'll be great to pair him with uh, Derwin James, who um, was great for them as their first-round pick last year, but he's much more of a strong safety. So now they got uh, someone to play next to him. And then uh, the, la- the last guy I want to really mention for the Chargers is they took Easton Stick from North Dakota State. So the guy who's won, I think he might have the most wins of any quarterback ever or something. It's you know, North Dakota State's a great uh, program. It's where Carson Wentz came from. Um, very productive quarterback. Uh, some are saying that he is kind of like a Taysom Hill of the Saints. And that he could maybe play special teams as well, and that's one of the reasons they they took him not just as a guy to learn as a quarterback, but he can do different kinds of things because he's athletic enough. But I mean, like I said before, when you're picking guys in the fifth round, you're lucky if they do anything for you. So this could be a total waste, and it's really not that big of a loss. So I was just looking at this other site here, and it gave the Chargers a C plus overall yeah. but then but i also looked at it and it gave the steelers actually a b minus so one side of the steelers an a minus one had a b minus so we'll just call it a b okay but uh the worst though because that's what i was really looking for is the best and worst yeah. there was a couple a's or i think there was maybe an a i think redskins had an a minus i think the redskins did have a good draft the redskins also drafted uh montez sweat yeah from mississippi state so he had, he had a little bit of problems but he probably would have been a top 10 pick otherwise yeah so people are banking on that yeah. but also but the worst draft grade can you guess i'll give you three the guesses Packers. no the Lions. No. One more guess, Andy. The Raiders. No. Okay. Then I'm out of guesses. The New York Giants. Yeah, I guess that was pretty bad. D plus they gave them. Yeah. Which is still passing. But <laughs> still passing. Something that the Giants might be struggling with this year if Daniel yeah. Jones doesn't pan out and Eli and then, Manning finally dies. Giants GM is kind of crazy. He said something like, you know, come back to me in three years. That guy's kind of losing it. A little crazy. Um, now, there was another pick I did want to mention. The Broncos, who, um, you know, traded their pick to your team, moved back. Uh, they took a tight end, one of the tight ends from Iowa. But they also uh, ended up with uh, Drew Locke from Missouri. That's the quarterback they wanted all along. So I think they did pretty well for themselves. That they were able to get probably a day one starter and a QB of the future. Yeah. So, um, I'll, I'll respect it in the division. I don't think the Chiefs did anything. Uh, the Chiefs did draft a wide receiver, 
it's another story probably worth mentioning. Um, so it came out Tyreek Hill was not going to be charged with anything. Oh, he's not, huh? Well, this was oh, last, okay, last okay, week. Okay, okay. And it kind of seemed like the situation was we don't know if you did something or if your wife did something, so we can't charge either of you. And then there was some leak about some, you know, threats he made, and there's recordings, and doesn't seem good for Tyreek Hill that he uh, he was involved in his somehow involved in uh, his son's injury. Um, his son has been taken from him and from his wife that they were both. As it, well, it should definitely be taken from him. Both complicit in this, and then there was something about he. The statement he made was like. You know, I'll hurt you just just like I did him or something. Yeah, he said you should be afraid of yeah. me, bitch, or something like that. And I'll tell you what, uh, uh Chiefs are falling apart here. Yeah, <laughs> some big time playmakers. I so, mean, outside of Mahomes, their two best playmakers are going. And I'll tell you, Mahomes is good, but you know, you also need help around you. And you know, the Chiefs' receiving core is starting to get a little thin because I think Tyree kills. Tyree kill honestly shouldn't even play again. I mean, I think child yeah. abuse and like stuff like that is another level. And if he does play again, I'll tell you what, there's going to be guys headhunting him on the field because there's going to be guys yeah. out there that, I mean, we, here's the thing. These guys are animals out there. They're dirty. They're the, the stuff we don't see like in scuff, like in piles and stuff or what they're actually saying to each other. There's going to be guys trying to get in his head certain corners. Like if you imagine going against like someone like Jalen Ramsey, he would, I would he think probably he, uh, have something to say. Yeah, but I don't think he, he gets it probably too. Because yeah. of what, how he talks. Yeah, but I don't know, dude. I'm just saying people do not take lightly on somebody doing that to a child is what I'm getting at. Or a woman. Yeah, I think one of the problems with Tyreek Hill, and it's like I do believe in forgiveness oh, and sure. that he should he be able to find a time. job somewhere. Um, but his original crime was punching his pregnant girlfriend and it's like, I don't think you can come back from that. There's no, like, well, he was only 19. Like, that's not an excuse for someone to be able to do that. They have some real issues. And, yeah, maybe it's possible you can work through them and become a better person. I just, I was always skeptical. And I'm not going to uh, gloat and say I was right. But um, I think this is really going to, it scared teams away at the time. But I think this is really going to scare some teams, like, you gotta really. You can't just be like, "Oh, this guy got in trouble," and treat everything equally. Um, there was a guy who got drafted in the first round. Um, I want to say Jeffrey Simmons. I was gonna say Jonathan Simmons, but he's a basketball player. Um, when he was drafted, the Trey Wingo from ESPN did about 14 minutes describing wh- why he was in trouble and all this like crazy stuff. And it was just like it was unnecessary. But the only reason they were doing it is because of. Tyreek Hill story, which happened, I think, earlier that day. But basically, when he was in high school, he um, broke up a fight between his sister and another woman and ended up uh, kicking the woman or punching the woman on the ground, like, multiple times. And it was all on video. But he was a high school senior, and he was protecting his sister in some way. Uh-huh. But, like, they had to do I feel like that's maybe that's where it started. He enjoyed the... <laughs> The feeling of doing that—that's how sometimes it happens. Just like serial killers. Well, no, I'm saying this. This is a guy who hasn't done anything since. This is not Tyreek Hill. This was a guy who was drafted. Oh, but the, oh okay. The NFL show had to like do like a, a long segment about you know, especially the what we're about to show you is violent in nature. 
and you should get your kids out of the room and damn you know that kind of shit mm-hmm. but it was like they were only going overboard i think because of what happened with tyree kill and it was yeah. like you, so you got to look at some of these you, you can't can't look at them all the same and be like well what that guy did is the same as tyree kill so he shouldn't be drafted but i don't know just don't don't hit people i mean we've got a pretty good standard don't 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 assault people unless you're protecting others I think it's just a good rule to live by. Like, I'm I don't gonna write wh- that down. I don't care what happened in the club. You got disrespected. Oh, the, the club. No. <laughs> Gangster Andy over here. Yeah. Andy, usually so ominous. This was not that at all. No, I want people to live, and then oh. they can die of natural causes. Okay. Don't don't upset. You're stealing from like the Final Destination God if you just go beat people up. Uh, this is true. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, I think that's pretty much that for the draft. Yeah. So we I should... Mean, uh, we're, we're, there'll be more to talk about with the NFL and all this. Oh, how could we forget? The, the biggest move on draft day here was uh, after the Cardinals took... Oh, yeah, wow. Kyler Murray. They had another quarterback on the roster who they had just used a first-round pick on, and it became obvious they weren't going to keep both, but they needed to find some way to make a deal, and nobody wanted to give up their first-round pick. We're talking about Josh Rosen. No one wanted to give them the first-round pick, and nobody wanted to give up their second-round pick. The Dolphins were like, no way we're giving up our, our second-round pick, like the 46 or something. For Rosen, he's just not worth that. But the Dolphins eventually were able to make a deal, trade back to get the number 62 pick or something like that. And then that's the pick that, that they traded. So now the Dolphins were able to uh, acquire Josh Rosen. They have, I think they have their quarterback. They're going give to him, give him a chance at least. Um I kind of feel bad because that's not a team that has a ton of offensive yeah. talent to go with. We, was, a, a better situation because Arizona's offensive line was just disastrous last year, and Miami has much better players there. But Yeah, we were talking about it too because uh, I, I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago saying that if they were to get Kyler Murray, then I thought Rosen would be traded because there, there's no purpose for him. And then the other thing was that uh, then we were talking about saying, like, okay, what team needs him? And the only team that I could think of, or the first team that came to my head, was the Dolphins. So that'll probably work out. Now, here's my other thing, though. This is the same Josh Rosen that his freshman year at UCLA had, like, a jacuzzi in his dorm room. Yeah. So what I'm getting at is now now homeboy is going to have a few million dollars and being in South Beach. There were a bunch of quotes from him today (laughs) that they were asking about all this stuff. And, like, oh, you have other interests outside football. That's been the big story about him is he doesn't give a shit about football. He's just a rich L.A. kid. And so he doesn't he doesn't have the passion for the game and he likes other things. <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, I care about the environment. Like I'm really into environmentalism. <laughs> and it's like I don't know. I think he's just kind of his own guy. Yeah, I think he's just a guy you would definitely see out there at Coachella. Cruising yeah. around uh in his own world. But I mean the first the first time I saw him play football at UCLA, I said this guy's gonna be in the Oh, I, I can go even deeper than that. I it's had like, uh one of the guys that used to deliver the our meat products to where I work had uh, his. You're gonna have to follow this here. His wife's. Okay, no, I can make this easier. His <laughs> stepson played for St. John Bosco the same time Rosen was there, and this was probably when Rosen was a junior or senior. And I remember he came into the restaurant one time and said, "This kid's gonna play on Sundays." And then yeah. sure enough, you know, he went to UCLA, played a couple years, and then now he is playing on Sundays. But uh, yeah, we'll see. You know, he's in a. You know. A, I mean, they're. I would. I would say they're probably predicted to be last place in that division. Uh, yeah, I would think so. 
Because I they, think people they, are going to... They were tanking. That's the whole point that everyone was, was, was saying with Miami was that they are tanking so they can get Tua. That's who they really want. And now they went, and I guess from their perspective, they only used a the number 62 pick. And if, if Rosen is, again, terrible and they have the first or second pick and they want to draft Tua next year, they can. And, you know, maybe then you could trade Rosen for a fourth-round pick. I don't know. But, yeah, he's going to have to perform. And I'm still a believer. I just, you know, when I first, first saw him, it's like, oh, that guy – Knows how to fit balls into places, knows where to go, and yeah, that's a weird way All to right, say it. But what about his on the field play? Yeah. <laughs> I think that uh, that's what matters. I think he, he has the intangibles. We'll say. All righty. Not just the arm. Well, time will tell. But uh, NFL draft is the beginning of the season, so now should we get to some sports that are at the end of the season? The and by the season, I mean the postseason. Which Perfect. one? There's two postseasons going on right now. Let's start with hockey. Okay. Because hockey will be easy because I don't think we'll talk too much about it. But uh, Well, there was that one crazy game that did happen. I the guess last that week. happened while we were gone, yeah. yeah. So the game Andy's referring to is Game 7 of the Sharks in Vegas. Vegas was up 3-0 with how much time left? I think it was 8 minutes left or 10 or something. Okay, else. and then... There was a call that was should have been a penalty, but it shouldn't have been a uh, a game misconduct. And the game misconduct gives you a five-minute power play, and even if you score on it, you get the whole five minutes no matter what. What it should have been was just a two-minute power play, which means, you know, obviously if they score, it's over. And anyway, San Jose got the full five-minute power play and scored four goals on it. How does take, that even happen? Yeah. How, has so that ever happened thing, before? And I've been saying that. That, yes, Vegas obviously should be upset at the call, and those refs did end up getting suspended. But uh, at the same token, this was one of the top ten, I think actually even top five, penalty kills. Like, they just, just I mean, they gave up four goals quick, and I think what happened with the problem was is the first goal happened within like 10 to 15 seconds onto the power play, yeah. and then the second goal happened like a minute later. So I think just those two quick goals, the crowd got crazy. It was game seven, and they just... San Jose just took it to him and had all the confidence in the world because it's like you look up and you're like, hey, we're still on this power play for three minutes. And uh, sure enough, scored two more goals, but then Vegas actually tied it with about 50 seconds left, and then San Jose still won it in overtime. And their series is currently 1-1 with Colorado, going back to Colorado. And then Boston and Columbus are 1-1. Carolina's been the surprise right now. Carolina was down 3-2 in the series, or were they up 3-2, I think, to Washington? I thought they were down, but I don't know. They were, because then it went yeah. to Washington, Carolina where they won, and then it went to Washington where they won in overtime, and now they're up 2-0 on the Islanders. Yeah, it was big. Uh, all the top four seeds got knocked yeah. out in the first round. And also the thing was is Columbus and Islanders were at home because they swept their opponents. They had about 10 days, uh, like at least a week off. Yeah. While you had Carolina and Boston who both went to game sevens, so they're, you know, ready to keep that momentum going. And sure enough, with Carolina at least, it's been working. I think Carolina's won four in a row now up 2-0 in the series, and now they get to go to Carolina, and you know there's a good chance they're going to win at least one of those games. Carolina is going to blink and be in the Eastern Conference Finals. And then on the other side, uh, like I just said, San Jose, Colorado tied. Uh, the other series is St. Louis and Dallas, which just ended about three minutes ago. St. Louis won the game 4-3, and they are now up 2-1 in that series. So, uh, yeah. Uh, my prediction, I think... 
San Jose will end up winning that series. I think uh, St. Louis will win their series. I think Boston will win their series. And then, I mean, if you would have asked me a week ago if I knew the matchup, I probably would have said the Islanders. But with Carolina up 2-0, I'm just going to have to be honest and say I think Carolina's going to win that series. But I think we're going to see Boston-San Jose in the finals. The only thing that concerns me about San Jose is their lack of goaltending. And St. Louis is a very good goaltending team, and they can score. So I could see St. Louis in there also. But I don't have any faith in Colorado or uh, Dallas. How sad. But now, moving on to a sport Andy knows a little bit better, the NBA. And uh, Let's talk about the end of the first round here. Okay, you go for it, Andy. Because you actually, I didn't get to watch any of the end of the first round. I was yeah, gone all weekend. Before it closed out. So, um, the Clippers taking on the Golden State Warriors in the first round. Huge underdogs. In fact, the biggest underdogs in NBA history. In the world. They go into Oakland, game five, down 3-1, must win to extend their season. And they get it done behind just another miraculous Lou Williams fourth quarter. He's an amazing um, man. Just I don't know how he does it in those situations. He hit some fallaways over Clay Thompson that were just, you know, incredible. And it, and the Warriors really turned up the defense at the end of that game. Char- I'm going to call them the Chargers. The Clippers almost blew it there, uh, but they they held on. They forced a game six. They they took two out of three games in Oakland. It was kind of unexpected to say the least, and it was a a great time as a fan to watch that game. So. Um, I didn't mind too much when they ended up losing game six at home. Uh, another incredible Kevin Durant performance. He just looked unstoppable. Like Yeah, he had 50 points that game, right? Yeah, and he really could have had more. He just was going. Just He could he'd make every mid-range jumper, and, you know, you can't keep him away from the rim. He's just. He's a freak. When, when he's on, yeah, he's, he is the best guy. Not Maybe not the best overall, but he's the best offensive player. Well, I remember hearing this a few years ago, and I agreed with it. That he's the best scorer in the NBA, yeah. and I still agree with that over Harden. Harden is because I think Harden's relentless. Harden's more natural. I mean, uh, Durant's more natural. Yeah. Harden, it's just like, and we'll get into that. It's a lot of fouls get called, like oh, God. drives to the hole, like fouls. I mean, it's just stuff like that. But uh, Durant's just, it's just when you watch Durant compared to Harden, Harden just looks like a car wreck going in there. Durant looks like he's swift. Yeah, it's got that nice playing, pure shot. It's like a like jazz or something out there. Like it's very smooth, yeah. and fluid. And then uh, Durant would, I mean, uh, Harden uh, is metal. Harden would be like, Harden yeah, like friction, like, like corn or something. Like, <laughs> corn and Slipknot. Actually, I would say West, Westbrook's like more like Slipknot. <laughs> but yes, but yeah. So the, the Clippers couldn't uh, quite uh, overcome the Warriors, and they ended up losing. But um, it was a. Uh, very emotional for me because it was Ralph Lawler's final game, his real final game. Um, he had a nice ceremony the last regular season game, but they knew they were heading into the postseason. And it was just such a strange thing knowing, like, oh, well, when is it going to be? They had to win at least one game to extend it. And not all their games were done by him because any of the ABC games, um, they, Which is they black out. They don't allow local a local telecast. Um, but it was really nice to, to win that extra game in Oakland because they got to end – at home, and the crowd got to cheer for him, and they they had him come outside outside the arena and do post game, and so it was like, it was great. I didn't care that they're losing by twenty at the end of the game, and it was still like it was a happy moment as a Clipper fan. So, and I mean you can't yep. 
be mad at that series on a Clipper end. They no, no, played they played great. It, it's it's a joke how much better the Warriors are. If if you've been watching them this postseason, uh, Draymond's really turned it around. He's much better. He's he's like his old self. And Iguodala, who's he's thirty four, and we, we always think like thirty four is old for the NBA. And then like we expect so much out of LeBron. It's mm. kind of funny. When yeah, LeBron has been in the league a year longer than Iguodala, and Iguodala seems like this old man. But Iguodala has been great. He's solid too. Just, he's, I mean, he's got maybe the best uh, muscles in the game. I think we could all admit that, right? He is pretty ripped. Yeah, yeah, he is a strong boy. I'll uh, I'll say this about Green. I always just I call him the meathead. He's the the idiot guy who just kind of you know does his thing. I saw I think it was I don't know on Instagram after the last Clipper game he stops mid interview to go run over to Montrez Harrell to just say like hey good series like yeah. res- I, I, well, I thought that was I very mean at the end of the day these guys a lot of them respect one another like yeah. sure you have your Westbrook and Lillard sure you have your uh, Westbrook and Embiid I mean Westbrook seems to be a topic yeah. here. <laughs> So you do have those guys out there that truly don't like each other, which I mean the fans love because there needs to be rivalry in sports. There oh, needs yeah. to be real hate in sports, and that's what you saw a lot also in the Chris 90s. Also Chris Paul and everyone too. Yeah, yeah, that's what you saw a lot in the 90s. But then there are guys that, like on the court, you know, they might look like they hate each other, but at the end of the day, it's just that's the testosterone going, the 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 just competition. And at the end of it, you go up to that person and you're like, hey, I respect your game. And Montrezl Harrell is one of the better big men that nobody knows about, oh, especially yeah. because he plays not uh, because he plays for the Clippers in the West coast. Mm-hmm. You know, the, by the time his games are starting, it's 10 o'clock in the East coast and the East coast doesn't get to watch it as much. Yeah. And he's not going to be a guy that you see mostly on sports center, but that guy is a, the moment Blake Griffin left, that guy stepped up and he has been he's a great, awesome. great player for them. And he, hopefully I mean, the Clippers lock him down for a while when it comes to it. Well, he was a free agent last year, and he, right. got, he got no interest. Well, they probably it. got him for cheap then. Again. He signed a two-year, uh, six million per year deal. Well, I'll tell really you what, nothing. though. Now he's going to be like, I think, like possibly like fifteen a year type. Yeah, player, so twenty. He, as someone who watches him, he's a very, he's a very flawed player. Um, doesn't give you a ton on, on defense. He'll give you energy and he'll take charges. Yeah. But he's not a shot blocker. Well, he's not a rebounder at all. You know who he reminds me of is a better version of Aroni Turioff. Yeah, I mean that guy went yeah, out there just and just lit up people around him. Like yeah, the, he just got the, the team going. It was it was really cool to see. He Man, wasn't that, the greatest guy, but you knew he when he's out there, he's gonna give everything yeah, he has. Terrell, if I'm not mistaken, right? Terrell had a couple rings, at least a ring. I think yeah, he has yeah. at least one. I don't know. He might have been there during those. Yeah, he actually years, might have but, been, but I feel like he went elsewhere though too. And I don't have to look that up. Yeah, he played for the Clippers for a year. Too. What, was he a French guy? I think he was from a French island. Yeah. Okay. That counts, like, Andy. Uh, like Horford is from an island, and it's like, really? I thought he was just American. But hmm. um, uh, here's a, a little story that doesn't have anything to do with. Ah, well, he, he but... is. He is French. Okay. Yeah, I thought so. I was playing uh, 21 yesterday at the gym, and uh, this kid was like, "Do you watch Game of Thrones?" Like, yeah. He's like, "You must be Arya, and you have uh, uh, Hayward's face on right now." Cause you just he, like he was, was complimenting me on like performance. <laughs> said like, of, he said I looked like uh, one of one of my favorite gifts ever was uh, that year when Jeremy Lin was tearing it up. Yeah. And they showed up. There was a, a gif of or a meme. I'm sorry, not even a gif, a meme of Jeremy Lin having his face like pulled away from him, and it was really Michael Jordan underneath. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Andy Roni Turioff 
did win one NBA championship. I knew it. Can you guess what team he was on? It was on the Lakers. The Dallas Mavericks. No, but uh, you're Shit. very oh, close. Oh, Yep, the Miami yeah. Heat. Makes that, sense. Yeah. He was one what of the Browns guys. That? 2012. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, he has. He is a champion. Which, you know what? Well-deserved champion. Oh, yeah. yeah I really liked ring. him. He had, like, a heart con- condition. Too, yeah, he so. did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he Didn't he have played, open heart he surgery? He only played 10 years, yeah. Well, also, you know what else had her open heart surgery? I remember was uh, Jeff Green. Yeah. Yeah, it's more common. I mean, it's good that they catch these things, you know. Yeah. No one's dying on the court anymore. Um, so an- another series uh, in the first round, I think we need to uh, mention how it wrapped up. Maybe just kind of like the last shot, and that's um, how the Thunder went out. Good God. Oh, From yeah. across the street. I... I was almost yelling at the TV, like, Lillard, you got to go. You got to go. You got to go. What are you doing? Oh, my God, you're backing up. And then step back. So I was 37 footer. That was on a Tuesday night, right? Yes. Yeah, I think because so. sounds right. I remember I was uh, I was enjoying Taco Tuesday a little too much, probably because <laughs> there was a wait. So we had to go next door first and have a, we had to have a couple beers. Yeah, you know, no what choice. a hard life. And uh, Wrecking Ball's birthday, our good friend Joe. Was his birthday was the next day on Wednesday, and he was working at his place of work just uh, next door to where I was at. And I live very close to his work, so I walked on over and said, I'm going to visit Joe. It's his birthday tomorrow. Sat at the bar top, had a couple drinks, and I was watching the game. And when that possession happened, it was me sitting at the bar top. The bartender was looking. Joe had stopped working, which I'm sure he does most of the time, and started looking at the TV. And then there was these two guys, probably about our age, sitting in, sitting in the bar area at a table, and they all start, and I, I even said, I'm like, well, Lillard's taking this, and we're all watching, we're watching, and then like Andy said, it was kind of like, okay, we know he's probably going to shoot a three, because I think we've talked about this before, too, how nowadays in basketball, they like shooting the three to win the game. Oh, yeah. They don't it's like stupid. driving in anymore, stupid. and I agree, and we talked about it with the Texas Tech game. It is stupid, yeah. but Lillard, it just throws it up. Feeling it. And all of us, oh! So, I mean, it's a pretty cool feeling, especially when you share that with some strangers. What was but, he, or eight some of friends, like but, 15 at that point? Oh, yeah, that was his 50th point, too. He yeah. had 47 points. Yeah. Which is and a uh, franchise record for playoffs. There was a stat also that said in that series that he went five for five from threes beyond 30 feet. Jesus. <laughs> so he likes shooting. Like, not only does yeah. he like shooting them, the threes, he likes shooting them from deep. That was 37 feet away. Oh, well, yeah, it was 30, so, 30 with, plus feet. With Paul George yeah. on. I mean, Paul George is like, that. that's stupid. That's, that was a terrible <laughs> was shot. Because... He's never gone in. Like, <laughs> I don't I was about to go over here. I got too excited about what I was going to say right now. Andy said when we were texting right after it happened, Andy said, that was a bad shot. And then even Paul George came out the next day and said, that was a terrible shot that went in. And then Damian Lillard responded with just lol. <laughs> just LOL he responded with. I, I mean, it's it's the kind of thing he's going to either be a hero or what were you thinking. But and then it'll it go into overtime. overtime anyway. So. so like if that game was game seven and they were down two, I would have been interested to see what he does take. Because yeah. if you take that shot game seven down two, and that's for the win, and you miss that, people are going to forever be like, what the fuck, Lillard? Like, yeah. you're having such a great series. But then you make it. But I think, with like obviously, with the game tied, you're up 3-1 in the series. It's one of those things of, what do I have to lose? Yeah, exactly. Worst case, we go into overtime. Absolute worst case, it's 3-2 series. Yeah. And, and then also, OKC blew that game, too. They were yeah. up. Oh, yeah, that's another they thing were up, people what, 15? don't. 15? Like think about They were up by, left yeah. So... I mean, I was surprised that OKC came out like that and were able to get that lead because uh, Portland had kind of pretty much dominated them. Yeah. But uh, 
I don't know. I just when it, especially when you're the game's tied, you only need one point. That I I don't not even worried about like getting the last shot like so that the buzzer expires. So like you just got to get a good shot off. You don't want to get stuck in a situation where you have to heave some miracle and <laughs> the inevitable happens. We're going to take commercial break. Yeah, we uh we have... We'll be right back. Well, we're back. We had a uh, little malfunction, but uh, you know who didn't have a malfunction is Damian Lillard when he actually finally took the shot that took so long to get off, but and it went in. So, player made the same. Everyone I was watching with, with, as I'm sure everyone everywhere watching it, went berserk. Because I mean, the distance on that, that was a Hail Mary, basically. And it's, it's floating for four seconds, and then just swishing. And then he... Kind of just walked back. He did his little wave, and then he just kind of like got tackled, and he just stared at the camera like that funny face he made. I was like, "God damn!" Just yeah. like put the cool shades on him or something. See, I would have respected him more if he was like, "I agree, Paul George. That was a bad shot, and I was lucky to make it." But we're still moving on because we're still the better team. Doesn't matter. But you're right, and I will do better next time. I would appreciate that. Very than that. Pol- politician answer. And, and if he and if he said. I want all my fans to stop making fun of Oklahoma City. They put up a good fight, and they're good people. I think that's what he should do. Okay. I think I'd like that very much. But, no, that's Portland just doesn't roll that way. They're kind of dicks. Wow. But, and uh, who are they playing next? Nugs? Um, yeah, what happened right in that now, series? Right? Did anyone watch any games of that Denver no. Central Yeah, that's what series? people were talking about, that, like, nobody really did watch any of those games, and they were the games that were on, like, the NBA channel. Yeah, yeah, you like, really so I think, couldn't. I think they knew that was going to be the series that people were the, just the most uninterested in. Because think about it, in the West Coast, it's like, one series had James Harden in it. Another series had Westbrook and Lillard. Another series had, you know, Steph Curry, Durant. And it's like, then you look at the East Coast. It's like, you know, you had Embiid and Ben Simmons in a series against, you know, What's his face that had a good year? D'Angelo Russell. Then you have the Celtics. You know the uh, who else was there? The Bucks. You know, and the last one. What series am I missing over there? The Raptors. You got them all. No, the Raptors. I don't think I got the Raptors. So that really was the one series where people look at it and it's like, who's on San Antonio anymore that anyone really cares about other than like DeRozan? But DeRozan's kind of whatever. Kind of not the most exciting player to watch. When you're watching San Antonio, you're there to watch Pop. Yeah, and I, I I saw today he's already talking about doing another year. And then okay, that's good. But and then here's another thing, example of it. Game seven, the final score was ninety to eighty six. Yeah. You know, that's the end that's with three minutes left in the third quarter in a Clippers Warriors game. <laughs> no, Dem- Denver did not impress at all. And that's why I think I mean they're actually you know, we'll just give you guys a quick update. Denver is currently down four, right? Um refreshing. Yep. Portland's up four with nine twenty to go in the first half. And Damian Lillard currently sitting with eight points. Two for four from three, three for five. But uh, Andy, can you guess who the leading scorer is for Portland right now? Al Farouk Aminu. No, he's tied Mo with Harkless. He's tied with McCollum right now for ten points. Cantor. Yes. Wow. Bam. And I'll be. He's honest, dominating over uh, Nurkic, right? Wait, what's his name? Jokic. Jokic. Nurkic yeah. is a Portland. Nurkic. Yeah. Nurkic <laughs> is used to be a Nurkic. Nurkic. Well, it was kind of funny you said that because Nurkic and Jokic did used to play together, and then also. I was just about to say, Cantor has stepped up since the Nurkic injury. Yeah, he played injury. really well against uh, Adams. So, I think that's cool. I mean, one guy goes down, another guy, you know, rises. And it's funny because uh, 
that game that they won, Yurkic was talking about how he was watching the game at his house and left halfway through the third quarter to go watch the rest of the game at the stadium. Wow. Yeah. So that was actually pretty and cool. As soon as he arrived, that's when I think they were down 15. Yeah. yeah. Kind of went nuts. That's why uh, the, yeah. the coach made a joke Magic. about it, saying how uh, Yurkic's plus minus was very good that night. <laughs> you're just combining his name right now. What I say? Yeah. His name is Yusuf Nurkic, and you're like, Yurkic is just really good. Wait, what is it? Yusuf Nurkic? Yeah. I like Yurkic better. I think that's perfect. <laughs> you should change so it. So there's Nikolo, N- Nikola Jokic. Yeah. He's the guy who's really good. It's going to be like top five MVP on Denver. I know who, yeah, I know Jokic. So they, they have their first, their initials are Nurkic. swapped. Okay, okay. It's too close. <laughs> it I don't confusing. like it. Just Jokic. They're too all many just itches going on. Yeah. Nurkic, uh, Denver Nurkic. <laughs> he just looks like a a giant like fat kid or something like he has yeah. like no like definition of muscle by any means he just looks like a big kid in njb it was that there. like one year that kevin loves like first year in the yeah. nba where he had the buzz cut and was a little pudgy still he's like it's a good look carmelo anthony early on yeah I'm... my dad used to call him marshmallow anthony yeah. pretty good and uh, we we saw what happened to uh, Carmelo. Didn't work out for him in the end. Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> no, I I, I like Den- Denver's chances though. They they look terrible. Maybe it was just their first playoff series as a team. Needed to figure some things out. And I mean they. Yeah, they I mean be I, I think it'll be a competitive series. I think most of them moving forward are going to be competitive series. Um, I'm very surprised. Moving to the East really quick. Boston beating the Bucks by what did they end up yeah. beating by like eleven or fifteen or something? It was twenty-two. Yeah. Was... Oh my god, even more than I thought. And so I'm actually glad we brought that up because I forgot I wanted to talk about that. Uh, well, of course we were going to talk about. Okay. That. <laughs> but Boston's coming alive. Yeah. And the it, thing it, is, is so many people talk about, especially when you have a veteran or like a good mix of veteran and young team on there, is that. There are going to be times possibly where you do struggle a little bit, but there's also those times where it can get turned on, and that team was, in my opinion, I still think that team's good, very good, and uh, they're getting it going at the right time now. And the, I was just going to say, I think I, I think Boston's going to be in the finals this year. I really do. I've been kind of leaning a little bit towards thinking Boston's going to be there because I've just, for whatever reason, I just don't think Milwaukee's got the experience yet. I think Milwaukee could be in the finals in like a year or two. Mm-hmm. Toronto... I don't know what it is about Toronto. They just don't impress me. Even though I know they have a good bench, they're a good team. It's like they just don't do it for me. But Boston, I just feel like they're starting to gel. They're a good team. And I think if they were to get to the finals against the Warriors, I think, assuming it's the Warriors, which it will be, I think that uh, would actually be kind of an exciting matchup. Possibly. It could be. It has potential to be. Yeah. I still feel like it's going to be Toronto and uh, Warriors. But... I don't, I'm I'm excited to watch them tomorrow. Uh, Bucks uh, Celtics at five o'clock. I, I didn't get ready. to watch it uh, the other day. I'm not ready to give up on the Bucks yet. Oh no, um, I think they're they, gonna come out firing to, uh, tomorrow. Their other guys weren't doing anything. Yeah, I think I think they'll win tomorrow. Had a, had a bad, very bad game for his standards. So I don't think all those things are gonna, you know, happen in every game like that. Um, you you can't keep Antetokounmpo down like that. No. That's, not going to happen, but they need more out of Bledsoe, and they need Brogdon back. I don't know what they're saying, if he's go- going to come back or not. But um, but I-, I picked Toronto from the start in the East, and even though they did lose today, so they're a 1-1 in that series, I think they're a good road team. Yeah, they were just shooting shit today. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's, it, 
second round is exciting so far. Yeah. Now you want to talk about the NBA Finals? Okay. So the NBA Finals started uh, yesterday. Um, the Rockets lost a very close game. Okay. Let's see what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. So basically the NBA Finals is this uh, series, Warriors-Rockets. I don't see anyone in the East challenging What do you – I mean, teams. all of the fall-down fouls from Harden – you agree with them? Even the official, the uh, commentators are saying, "Yeah, like that's a that's a foul." Uh, Van Gundy was was in fucking insane yesterday, and he needs to just stop because they're just trying. They're like trying to be lawyers, and Van Gundy's trying to be yeah. like a funny lawyer, but then also know the rules and like, no, they weren't fouls. Paul? Harden Harden needs to just shoot normally. That yeah. that's that's the you can't close out because you need people to land, but also. Everyone just fucking throws their legs out. And yeah. Reggie Miller threw his legs out. Now everyone's like fucking advanced the technique to like slowly shift your ass out and maybe you'll get clipped. And Did you like, see Paul at the very end? He threw his waist into the uh, – yeah. whoever was guarding, Thompson or someone, and then fell down. It's like you didn't need to do that. It looked like he was in a car accident or something. They like. need to go back and watch some Jamal Crawford tape because he was absolutely the master at it. And he did. he never flailed or anything. It was subtle. That's why he uh, is the all-time leader in four-point plays in NBA mm-hmm. history. There you go. Um, yeah, so Chris Paul played with him for a long time. I don't know why they're doing this crazy shit. Another thing, too, I think, is that especially when it comes into the playoffs, and I remember even Colin Coward talking about it last year in the NBA playoffs, there's, they let more go, yeah, as, they, sh- as they should. Yeah, it's more physical, and they don't want to call too many of, like, especially those four-point plays unless it really is blatantly. And yeah. I know some of those calls probably look like they should have been, but – you know they and I hate to say this to Harden. It's a reputation he's built up too. Oh yeah, he's a people little bitch. know that he acts a lot and stuff, and it does stuff, and it's the playoffs, and they're going to be like, hey, we're not giving you that call. We're not just going to have you. But I mean, I'll be interested in more game two because I guarantee you there's going to be just because Harden's so good at making it happen that there will be two or three plays just like that, mm-hmm. and I'll be interested to see what they call. Yeah, because uh, just be. Because of how what happened this and game and stuff. Let's not just get on the Rockets here. Both teams are horrible at complaining. Draymond Green oh, oh, yeah. is, is actually the but worst in the, guy yeah. in the league at but this. We're, so. I'm, what I'm, but I agree yeah. with you, but the Warriors didn't have as many of those situations no, no. as the Rockets did to yeah. like pitch about. But no, I agree. Uh, Draymond Green definitely complains a lot. Steph Curry has his moments with similar plays. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's no doubt about it. All of them do. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, anytime they like show Harden with the ball... A couple seconds later, he's going to squint his eyes, throw his hands out to his sides, and just make a face at the ref because, well, that was a foul. Yeah, I don't know if the NBA is going to need to like talk to both teams and be like, guys are making look all, us all look like assholes. Yeah, this is soccer. Suck like, it up and fucking play the game. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want, want to know the whole the whole story here, it was, it was a very close game. Rockets had a chance to tie at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Harden took a bad shot but tried to get fouled. Yeah, of course. Chris Paul got the rebound and went to pass out and I thought that was a a foul that he got fouled passing the ball which probably still would have ended the game with you know three seconds left he'd been on the line shooting two free throws down by three Mm -hmm. but then the NBA did come out and say that um Curry did foul Eric Gordon trying to catch the ball there but also earlier he fouled someone he fouled Harden on it what ended up being a steal um, yeah, like two times in a minute or whatever. And it right? would have been it would have been a sixth foul. So if if you don't know, the NBA does issue a report in close games about all the close calls because people complain so much about NBA refs, and it hasn't really helped because then you get situations where the NBA is actually admitting they fucked up. Mm-hmm. 
But then there was this story that the Rockets actually did their own report about Game 7 last year and showed and sent it to the NBA, like, here's all the ways you fucked us. We would have won the game otherwise, and we would have won the NBA Finals. So the refs fucked us out of a championship. So they actually sent this to the NBA. So they've just they're next level when it comes about playing yeah. the refs. So they Violins got the whole and they neck got braces. The whole office involved. It's goddamn. It's bumper and it's, lawyers. And it's a shame because these are the two best teams most likely. And like, what if we just said none of you are complaining? Like you get one like involuntary reaction, yeah. and then if you it goes well, more than two seconds, you're out. If that's <laughs> the case, you better bench Green yeah. and Harden for the entire game. Well, they they'd have to stop themselves. They Draymond, couldn't. They Draymond can't would do it. a big swing. And, are you kidding me? It'd be like a happy Gilmore when he's going to throw. Oh, and like, he stops here it. Here comes the putter throw. And I love that part because then it's like the one guy Wait. in the in the bushes just shaking his head. Yeah. <laughs> or like, no. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you do with him, but it's so annoying. Every play, every time Harden gets the ball, he just he throws his arms to the side. Yeah, I'm actually very interested to uh, see that game tomorrow. You know, obviously I didn't get to watch any – basketball games this weekend and we'll get into that the reason why when we do our entertainment, entertainment podcast. Pod. but uh i think i'll do that'll definitely be the game that i'm interested in watching tomorrow yeah Just be, and, uh, other than the fact that like andy said that is going to be the best series out of everything mm-hmm. like by far yeah so i'll be interested in that and then the fact too of i'm how the refs call that game like will there be more fouls called will there will they still let it play physical and is it the same refs, or is it different refs per series? Is like a are uh, refs assigned rotate. a series? No, or? I don't think so. I think they rotate. So what'll be interesting is it obviously depends what refs go in there, but they now know what was said and stuff like that, and you know, so it'll be interesting to see how they go in and yeah, some of those guys that game. take way less shit. And I usually yeah. don't like those refs. I think the refs that make it about themselves are the worst, but you know, I don't know. And it's really their fault, the refs' fault, because. They're the ones being influenced by this. The reason these guys complain is because it works. Yeah. It, it softens them, and then the next time – so now the next time Harden shoots a three and it's kind of questionable, they're like, I don't want him yelling at me. It was a foul. That's, yeah, you shouldn't that's, be allowed to talk to the refs. So, yeah, just do that. Did you ever talk to a ref in, like, a high school game or an NJB game? No, they wouldn't have it. They'd just say, go uh, shut the fuck up. Go sit down. I think I did. Of course you did, Andy. <laughs> I mean, you remember when we last, last played in the adult league there, we all – talk to the refs and would get mad at them and some of us got technical fouls before but. yes you probably did i don't really remember if i ever did yeah. i usually don't i just say like well that's a bad call but i just say it to myself when yeah. I, I run back like i never put it in your journal <laughs> well no i just say it loud enough that they hear it but i'm walking away from them i'm yeah. not like going towards them and saying come on you fucked me ref <laughs> yeah fucked me game <laughs> i don't know any more playoff talk uh, not in the NBA. I think we wrapped up that. Yeah, I think uh, we wrapped up the episode. Yeah, I think uh, we yeah. are going to wrap up the episode with that. That one, uh, you know, we had the NFL draft, so we knew it was going to be a little jam-packed, which is good. Oh, this is a great one. Uh, in fact, this entire portion of the pod has been brought to you by Simple Doggy, the leash that is quicker and easier, and it works with your current harness or collar for the dog, of course. For a limited time, Tony Steak listeners, that you guys can get 25% off and free shipping when you use promo code. What is it, Andy? Tony. That is T-O-N-Y. So head to Simple Doggy, that's two G's, dot com, and make a purchase. You're going to love that leash. And plug in our promo code, 25% off and free shipping when you use Tony. 
So, like I said, make sure you hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, check out our entertainment podcast. This is Sean signing out. We have Off-Road, Gray Andy. Thank you. And Tony, I'm back, Cats. Yep. We'll see you later.